Hello. Hello. He's Oliver. She's Lucy. And you're listening to Anyway Movies. The podcast of film fanatics and movie maniacs. The podcast of discussions, debates and occasional distractions as we talk about all things cinema. If you like what you hear, be sure to like our Facebook page and follow us on podcasting platforms. Big shout out to my sister Molly for creating the logo and images for our podcast. Give her a follow on Instagram at underscore Molly underscore Joanne underscore. Now that's all out of the way, dim the lights, turn the projector on. And let's start the episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of Anyway Movies. That's right, we're still here. (laughs) You can't get rid of us. We refuse to leave. Um, So today, if you do not know by the title, we are going to be talking about Inception, which Um... (laughs) I... Every time you say it, I'm going to go... So, I'm surprised that we haven't done Inception. Blah. <laughs> okay, I'll stop now, sorry. <laughs> no, I- I'm quite surprised we haven't done this film yet. Well, the thing is, this was my first time watching it. Because literally, since we've started this podcast, this has been one of the films that you've been sort of nagging me to watch. It's just, if, if we're going to do a movie podcast... There has to be an episode about Inception. There just can't be a movie co- podcast without this episode. So I just thought I'd get it done sooner rather than later. Fair enough. But I'm glad that you watched it. Well, we've had um, a couple of different episode ideas based around Inception, but none of them ever seemed to work out. So <laughs> it, it just feels good to finally be able to talk about it. So, before we get too into it, obviously, spoiler warning, but we're just going to start off nice and easy, overall thoughts and feelings. You go first. Okay, so this might surprise you, seeing as I've been spending most of our podcast time nagging you to see this film. Yeah. But this actually isn't one of my favourites. Oh! Um, I know. Shock. Horror. But I like it. I really like it. I I really respect the concept. I love the concept so much. And I think the way it's done is really good and very entertaining and visually brilliant. It's just a great film to watch, but it's just not one that sticks with me. If that makes sense. It's definitely one that I've grown to like the more I've watched it. I've watched it about five times now. The first time I watched it, I did not understand it at all. I was completely lost and I thought it was crap, basically. (laughs) And then the more times I've seen it, the more it makes sense to me. And then the last time I watched it was, well, we are recording this episode. We are allowed to meet each other indoors. Like the last time I watched this, I was at your house and I think that was the watch when I was like right okay I think I fully understand it now which I know five times sounds like a lot to watch a film and not fully understand but I think I get it now and I think I like it. Well you're not really an action movie person and it is quite an action-based film. 
Yeah, I mean, I think the problem between me and action films is the fact that if an action film doesn't have a good story behind it, I'm just not invested in what's going on. Whereas Inception has such a good concept and really, really layered characters. Haha, <laughs> layered. Um, that I care about what they're going through. So the action scenes do have stakes. So I do get invested in those. Whereas normal action films are very one note for me, depending on what the story and characters are. Whereas yeah. this one, I think, is a bit different in terms of other stuff than the action. What did you well, think? So this movie came out in 2010. And the first time I watched it was about five days ago. Nick! <laughs> and in all honesty, when it came out, wasn't really interested in it mm-hmm. and as time went on I just never seemed to have an interest in watching it at all I didn't care whether it was good or bad I just it didn't it just didn't appeal to me these past couple of years it's become one of those films where I kind of felt like maybe I should give it a go but then I was worried because it had such a huge positive reception so many people liked it so many people talk about it to this day it's going to be it's 11 years old this year and it's one of those movies that feels like it came out within the past year or so like people still talk about it that much and then obviously you really wanted us to do an episode on it it was just one of those films where I was like I don't want to watch it now because I'm worried that it's not going to live up to all this hype but it did, so I like it. Oh, yay! It doesn't feel like a two-and-a-half-hour film. No, it doesn't. It was one of those films where I watched it by myself, and then the very next day, I watched it again with you, and I was happy to. I didn't feel like I was pulling teeth. I didn't feel like, oh, I'm watching this again straight away after. Like I was I was genuinely excited to watch it again so soon because I wanted to see all the details that I've missed or I wanna see more of Tom Hardy because <laughs> We will get to Tom Hardy, don't worry. Oh I love him. But um it was a crazy ride and I kind of had a different experience on my first watch than you did because I pretty much understood what was happening. You're clearly very smarter than me. (laughs) Well, it's one of those... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're about to argue, and then... Actually, you're right. (laughs) Oh, I'm kidding. Partly. It was one of those films. Well, for me, I feel like it had quite a lot of interesting concepts and ideas, but it didn't overcomplicate them too much. And they were all grounded by like a lot of realism. Like the whole concept of the dreams within dreams is something that's real. And they took aspects of that, like you never know you're having a dream whilst you're in it. You don't remember the start of a dream and it's only when you realise you're in a dream where you're starting to wake up and the feeling of falling 
in a dream makes you wake up all those kind of real things that are very easy for a lot of people to understand because it happens to most of us like they didn't overcomplicate it so it felt quite easy to follow even though it was a film about going into different people's dreams and essentially manipulating their minds yeah what do you think about the cast i mean it's stacked i feel like we say this about pretty much every movie we do it's a stacked (laughs) cast but honestly it has everybody in it i mean i do love this cast a lot i love all the characters you know when it's like standalone film and we usually just say the names of the actors who played the parts. Yeah. But with Inception, I remember Eames and Arthur and Dom Cobb. Why? Why in such an amazing, fantastical, visually stunning film do you have a lead character called Dom Cobb? Can I just ask who who gave that a green light no one was like that actually sounds pretty dumb are you questioning Christopher Nolan I am questioning the Christopher Nolan Dom I mean Dominic would have been fine Dom would have been fine god but yeah but I, I remember every single character in this film and I think that's really good for a standalone film to be honest is there a favourite? You know what? I really, really like Robert. I think Killian Murphy is amazing in this film. And he makes his character really sympathetic. That you kind of feel a bit sorry for him. The fact that they're yeah. going into his memory so soon after his father's just passed away. It kind of seems like a villain heist. But I really like how one note his character appears to be at first. And then the more you get to know him, the more you realise just how human he is. And yeah, yeah, he's just a really good character. He really resonated with me. I really liked about his character how how naturally it felt when he became part of the team at the very end of the film. Yes, yeah. Like, you don't really meet and Killian's character until like near halfway through the film but even then it's just one scene and then the next time you see him is when they all go into the dream and it just feels very clean I mean that's a credit to both the writing the directing and of course the acting so this might not come as any surprise but who was your favorite character well, <laughs> I really like him. Nothing to do with the fact that it's Tom Hardy, right, Oliver? Of course not. I, I, I am a serious, avid film watcher. I like <laughs> the depth of characters. I, I like looking at their souls. And if it just happens to be that they are played by a very handsome person, that's also, you know, quite nice. But it's not important. I mean, I like Tom Hardy generally anyway, but in this film, he's just so charismatic and charming. It's a bit witty. He's funny. There's a there's a lightheartedness in his character, and 
all the other characters seem quite um, stern and not that he doesn't take it seriously but it's nice when you have quite a heavy film to have one of those characters that still fits in within the film but keeps it quite light and no, I also... love Ames as well. Like I love how casual he is. It, it's the bit after where they think that it's all over and Fish has been shot, and then they all and the what? No, it's over. It's over. It's done. And then Eames is there, like, well, it's not me that won't be going back to my family, is it? <laughs> like he has no restraint in going into limbo. He's just pissed that Dom didn't make it. The thing about Tom Hardy in general is just. I always forget he's British. Yeah. Because he does such a good American accent, and I've seen him so much doing American projects, that when I saw him in this, I was like, oh, God, yeah, he's English, isn't he? Makes of a good actor. Also, I do think we have to talk about Mal. I mean, come on, we have to talk about Mal. Marion Cotillard. Oh, my God. Um, Yeah, I love Mal. When I first watched the film, I didn't like Mal because I thought she was very annoying and didn't need to be there. But again, after multiple watches, I have realised my mistake. I'm sorry, Marion Cotillard. I love you now. Because I, I felt exactly the same. Um, like On my first watch, I liked her character, but I just felt like, but does she really need to be there? But then, you know... She gives some incredible performances, specifically when she commits suicide. Obviously, props to Leonardo DiCaprio, as always, great. But that scene with both of them sat on the window ledge across the street from each other, it's just so... I don't want to say peaceful, because it's not, but there's a softness to it. Yeah, kind of like she knows what she's doing and no matter what Dom says, she is going to do it anyway. There's that sort of knowledge between them both that this is actually going to happen. Yeah, and also near the end of the film when Dom reveals how he knows Inception was possible because he did it to his wife. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Uh, <laughs> this is something that we will get into in a bit. Because I, I have a gripe with Inception, but Marion's acting in that scene, you could see, like, she doesn't even do that much, but you can see it in her eyes. Yes, very good that, eye acting. <laughs> that realisation, like, oh shit, you messed with my mind. Yeah. It, it actually looks like something just sort of snapped, and you could see it in her eye. Yeah, it's amazing. It's such a good performance. I can't knock it. I really like it when actors do sad scenes, but they not downplay it, but they keep it quite subdued. So it's not yeah, like an yeah. ugly crying scene and it doesn't feel over the top at times. It's mm -hmm. quite consistent with, it's just a very low mood and that's what she did. There's a tear, but it's not like she's, pouring her eyes out crying her, her voice is shaky but it's not constantly breaking she's not like erratic in her movements but she is a little bit short of breath you know what I mean yeah like these little details 
it floors me every time I see someone do that because it's so good. It is. No, I think everyone's performances in this film are near perfect. The, I mean, the top ones for me are Killian Murphy and Marion Cotillard. Um, mainly Killian Murphy because just because of that end scene, that end scene when he's like his dad's deathbed. Yeah. And the whole. I'm disappointed that you tried to be me and he opens the safe and finds the windmill and oh, when I watched it with you, that was the first time that I didn't cry watching that scene. And I think that might be just because I was eating Domino's pizza. So it was, I, I, I think I was just having a really good time with the pizza. But every single time, even the first time I watched this film, I have cried at that scene. And that's all because of Killian. So, thanks, Killian. Thanks for Thank that. you. <laughs> Thank you, Killian, for being you. <laughs> I like that. Oh, I cry every time. But not when there's Domino's pizza in front of me. Yeah, I think that's the cure. I think if you're ever going to watch a sad film, have a Domino's pizza. Not sponsored. Just have a Domino's pizza because it just makes you feel better. It does. So, what about the little details incorporated into this film? What are the ones that stand out to you? Okay, there is one. Every single character's name spells the word dreams. You have D for Dom, R for Robert, E for Eames, A for Arthur and Ariadne, M for Mal, and S for Saito. Oh, yeah. I don't- I don't know if that was intentional, but that seems very, very intentional. <laughs> I never noticed that. <laughs> oh, I like that. I mean, with the A being Arthur and Ariadne, I guess you could say it says Dreams, but we won't go into that. <laughs> also, Eames, I mean, that name is just Dreams, but without the DR. Again, don't know if that's intentional. It's just all about names. <laughs> all about the names. But I think that's one that some people might not get. So I'm just going to spit that one out there. Because you didn't. No, I didn't. I guess you're smarter than me after all. <laughs> so what about you? Any little hints in there that you noticed? I really like when they went into the first dream level near the end of the film and it was raining because the person whose mind they went into didn't go to the toilet before. (laughs) Yes. It was a small thing that didn't have to be in there, but it just really helped build the whole concept better. Mm. I just really liked that. Poor Yusuf. Poor Yusuf. This one is probably one of the most well-known things. The song, I'm going to butcher the name, <laughs> Non Je Ne Regret Rien, which is, you know, a very famous song. And it's used as the countdown before the kicks. I liked how that slowed down is the infamous And that's very much at the start of the film, so I like that. And also, because the song itself is about 
looking back on the past and learning to live with regrets and then choosing to not regret, which connects very well to Cobb's character with him struggling to let go of Mal. But then also just the song's two minutes and 28 seconds and the film's two hours and 28 minutes. Oh my God. So I just, I love that. Again, that seems like a coincidence, but... that This one definitely wasn't a coincidence. I'm pretty sure Christopher Nolan said he did this deliberately. Can I just marry that man's brain, honestly? Christopher Nolan is just incredible. Definitely one of my favourite directors. Oh yeah, same. He writes a lot of his stuff as well. Yeah. Just wow. Yeah, the concept is just brilliant. And it's like, it's like you've just said before, because every single person on this earth dreams, everything that happens in this film, everyone can relate to at least once. Like, like At least one instance, everyone can relate to something, which I think is why this film is just so loved, because everyone just, you know, respects how much thought went into all of this and how well it was executed. I mean, this could have ended up being a disaster, but it didn't. It was really, really well acclaimed. Yeah. It won Oscars. It did a lot. And again, like you said before, people are still talking about it today. So it clearly did something right. So you mentioned before that you had a little bit of a gripe. Do you want to maybe bring that up? Yeah, sure. Okay, so one thing, well, it became kind of like a meme, didn't it? Where if you would do something within itself, it would be something section. So, like, if I were to lie to you, but then I would tell a lie in that lie, it would be lieception. Yeah. But I watched this movie, and Inception isn't about going in, going into a dream and then a dream in, within a dream. <laughs> the actual concept of Inception in the film is about inserting an idea in someone else's head but make them think that they came up with it. So it was inserting conception of an idea, inception. Right. It just annoyed it just annoyed me because people don't talk about that. They talk about oh inception means dreams within dreams, but it doesn't. I guess it made them have a reason to go into each other's dreams. Because going into a dream within a dream in a dream is a great concept within itself, but if you don't have the reason why, you don't really have a film. No, I know. But it's like they even explain it as in you want us to plant an idea in someone, you are talking about inception. So they do actually specifically right, say yeah. Yeah, that they do. they do in the film they do specifically say this is inception. It's about planting an idea in someone's head. But people talk, but people in general talk about it as in, well, Inception is dream within dream. I'm like, well, it's not. This is not something that I thought I'd be bothered by because, well, I hadn't watched the movie. But then the first thing I said after I finished watching it the very first time, I said to my dad, so all these people have it wrong. That's my main gripe. But also the other thing that kind of, we sort of pointed it out to each other, didn't we, when we were watching it together. But Ariadne, <laughs> love Elliot Page, and I really like Ariadne's character. But in the film, they're the one who... Always asks the questions, but never has any of the answers. 
Yeah, because this is Ariadne's first time going into other people's dreams. And this, this is the first time that as the group they're doing Inception. But then Ariadne is the one at the very end to say, I know how we save everyone. I know how we get Fisher. I know how we save Psycho. We have to go into limbo and then we'll use the kicks to ride up the layers. But how does Ariadne know that when this is Ariadne's first time? <laughs> well, we'll just link it to the very start of this episode. She's very clearly smarter than the other characters. True. No, but it, it, it did come out of nowhere, though, because throughout the entire film, she has been asking questions. She's very much been the audience character. She's been the person who's like, okay, what the hell is going on in this scene? And then at the very last scene, she suddenly gets a light bulb moment and she's like, oh, no, we can do this. And Dom, who has been working in the industry for however many years, did not stop to think about that possibility. I don't know. And Dom's also been to Limbo. He said he spent 50 years with Mal in Limbo, so he knows what it takes to get out. Yeah. Do you have any gripes? When I first watched the film, I thought, well, if they just wake up when they die in a dream, then there are zero stakes here. Anything can go wrong with Inception and they just wake up. And that's what I didn't like about the first time I watched it because I just thought, well, they just wake up, it'd be fine. But then the more I got into it, the more I realised, oh, actually, they added a little subplot here, a little bit of a twist that actually in Inception, if they do die, they just get sent into limbo, which is kind of worse than death in a way. So I actually turned that into a positive and mm. I liked how they made that stake because I think if they didn't have that, the entire film, I'd just be sat there not really caring about what happened to them because at the end I knew they'd be okay because it was a dream. So I quite like how they added that in because at first I just thought, well, they're just going to live, aren't they? <laughs> but no! Can we talk about Hans Zimmer's score, please? Go on, then. I feel like you've been holding this one in for a while. <laughs> no, because honestly, I really wish that we'd filmed it, us watching it, because it was 1% us watching the film and 99% vibing to the score in the background. That is true. We were there, we were like, proper going for it, weren't we? <laughs> It's great. It's so good. Oh, I mean, I did touch on Inception in our um, movie scores episode, so I won't go too into it because basically everything that I'm going to say now I said in that episode, but it's great. <laughs> it is. I mean, it's Hans Zimmer. He can do no wrong. He really can't. Musical genius. The thing that I love about the last song is the fact that it goes up in layers like they do in the dream. Like there's more instruments that are added to the tune and then at the very end they dwindle so there's an instrument that's 
cancelled out by every tune until you're left with just the piano. Right. And that's what I, and, and I love that. That's so clever. Again, it, it looks like a coincidence, but I definitely think that it was meant to be that way, that they just add multiple instruments and then take away them at the end. I think it's a really nice story within a story. Like, the music tells its own story. And I guess that's a good way to lead us into the ending. Yes. I mean, one of the biggest questions that people ask each other at the end of this film is, is Dom still dreaming or is it reality at the end? Oliver, what do you think? Well, there is more evidence that he's awake. Yeah. Because... Michael Caine is only in it when he's awake. <laughs> yeah. This is what you pointed out to me. And I was like, oh, yeah. Also, I don't know if you noticed this, but whenever they're in the dreams, he's always wearing his wedding ring because in his memories, he's still connected to Mal. But right. in when he's awake, he's not wearing a wedding ring. And he isn't wearing a wedding ring in the final scene. The spinning top, it does wobble like it's about to stop. So, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I definitely think he's in reality at the end. I mean, I really want to believe that he is. But also, there's no reason why he would still be dreaming because we saw him get wake up on the plane and that's where he started. So there's yeah. no reason why he wouldn't be in reality at that moment because they didn't have another layer to go up. They were awake. They were gone. So, um, yeah. I mean, I, I think people just like to hang on that last shot. And, oh, the, but the spinning top didn't fall. And I completely get that. I, I bet Christopher Nolan had a very good time with that one. Uh, <laughs> but I do think I, he's in reality. I wish that they'd kept it a little bit more sort of mysterious. Because, mm. like, the thing with the wedding ring... It, I feel like it would make sense for his character to wear it both awake and asleep or yeah. just not wear it at all. So I kind of wish the detail about his ring was sort of one in both both ways. And I do kind of wish the shot of the spinning top, we didn't see it wobble. Because I feel like if these... This is just my personal opinion. But I feel like if those things were tweaked slightly it would have made the ending seem a lot more, well, is he actually awake, though? Because there wouldn't be as many clues to pinpoint whether he's awake or not. And I know the whole point is, but is he, though, or isn't he? And if you look at this, he is. And if you look at this, he isn't. But I just wish there was a bit more of a mystery behind it. Some of me agrees with the fact that you wish that it was more mysterious, a little bit more open-ended, because Christopher yeah. Nolan's very good at doing that. He's very good at having an ending where you second guess yourself. But with Inception, it's never really crossed my mind that they were still in a dream. In a way, it's kind of good because it ends with a bit more closure for me, knowing that, you know, everything turned out okay in the end. I mean, yeah, Mal died and that sucks, but... <laughs> he got back to his kids. Michael Caine smiled at the end. And I don't feel like Michael Caine smiles enough in films, so... That was nice. So it has then, to be reality. Yeah, it has to be reality. It has to be. There's no reason why it shouldn't be. 
the whole thing though with him not being able to look at his kid's face until the ending I did quite like that yes yeah because this whole thing is in questioning whether it was dream or reality throughout the film and there are shots where he like he obviously he spins the top multiple times throughout the film just to make sure he's awake and it isn't until the very ending when he's actually able to come home that he's actually like well it doesn't matter now I can actually see my kids but then I guess there is one more thing that I wanted to bring up that may argue the whole reality thing because I've only just thought of this now (laughs) actually his kids were wearing the exact same clothes and were the exact same age as when he left when he sees them at the end oh my god yeah and they turn in the exact same way now I don't know if that's supposed to be Dom sort of going back to where he started like but well I last saw my kids these this is what they look like and this is what I'm going into right now or is it him dreaming I've literally just thought I've literally just thought of this right now do you know what supports that your idea there because the first thing the little boy says is I was building a house on the cliff and that's exactly yeah, what yeah. they did in Limbo. Ooh, I like the ending now. <laughs> did that win you over? I know. I've I've, I've only just realised now. I've realised actually the kids didn't age, and they were literally wearing the same clothes, and were on the same spot of the field. What is the coincidence that yeah, on the, the day that Dom comes back, they were wearing the same clothes and were playing outside? And we never actually see the kids in real life. No, we don't. We always see them either when he's in his dreams looking through his memories or when we see him remembering in reality. But we never actually see them in reality for ourselves until the ending, if it is reality. So maybe he never was. So maybe maybe he's still asleep. I don't know, Oliver. This episode has made me question the entirety of Inception because at the beginning, I was adamant that this was reality. But now I've just realised that the kids were wearing the same clothes and everything. It was the exact same shot. Now I don't know. Now I understand why people were arguing over if it's... I mean, I do think it's reality. I do think that maybe that shot was meant to imply that he's just seeing them as he last saw them yeah but i don't know it's very oh christopher nolan answers please i i don't know why but i really want it not to be reality well you're just a heartless monster thank you (laughs) i don't know why i don't know what it is but from my first watch of it i thought i just straight away thought I think he's awake, but I wish he wasn't. But I'm going to have it in my head that it's reality so that I can sleep at night. Are you sure that it's reality, Lucy? Yeah, I am pretty sure. Because you you made the whole point about the wedding ring as well. I don't think that's a coincidence. And Michael Caine's there. And Michael Caine's there. (laughs) (laughs) 
Shall we go on to the rating? I am going to mark this film 8 out of 10 kicks. Ooh, nice. No, 8 out of 10 layers. What sounds better, layers or kicks? Kicks sounds better, but layers makes more sense, I think. Layer kicks. Right, go off. (laughs) I think... (laughs) I, I was wavering because I wasn't sure, but now we've, we've dished it out. We've come up with our own little theory. You pointed out something I didn't notice. So it's made me like the ending a lot more than I did. I'm gonna, not going to lie. So I think I'm also going to give it an eight. Amazing. I'm so glad that we agreed on this one. So if you enjoyed this episode then please like our facebook page and we are on every single podcasting platform including spotify google podcasts pocket casts breaker radio public and anchor and we also have a youtube channel so subscribe to us on there as well let us know what you think about inception at the end is he awake is he asleep is he in limbo is michael kane only in reality And what is your score out of 10 layer kicks? (laughs) 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 And with that being said, we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Or will we? Dun dun dun. Boom!